Bridge the City. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in the number one place in our hearts. The great American city. Home of the 2020 Democratic National Convention. And that is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's right, folks. And our mission here on Bridge the City is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. And my name is Kyle Hagee. And I'm Ashley Benson. And today we are bringing your earbuds a special treat, and that is hashtag IMMKE. Now, you might be thinking, what is that? Well, Ashley, I will tell you, hashtag IMMKE is the brainchild of Adam Gabernitz, his team at Northwestern Mutual, and the community here in Milwaukee that seeks to create diverse and inclusive spaces where Milwaukeeans can come together and showcase some of the amazing things that members of our city have been doing. And it also gives us the opportunity to showcase some of the amazing spaces as well, such as the new No Studios, Coworking Space, and Creative Arts Hub. The next hashtag IMMKE Fest is this Thursday, June 20th at No Studios. And you can find that link to register. It's a free event in the show notes. Now, it's a hot commodity, so Adam will speak a little bit more of what happens if the event is sold out on Eventbrite. You can message him on LinkedIn, as there will likely be some more spots opening as we get closer to Thursday. That's right, and Bridge the City will be there speaking alongside some of the other great people in the city. Uh, We're very excited for this event, and we really hope to see you all there. I'm not going to go into too much details about what the event is. And who else is going to be speaking? Because that would ruin the interview, quite frankly. Well, let's let's hear from so Adam. So we can't do that. Then. So we're going to let Adam uh, introduce himself and talk more about his journey in Milwaukee, but also talk about the hashtag IMMKE movement. So Adam Gabernitz, I am currently part of the Tech Advancement and Outreach Team at Northwestern Mutual, focused on growing Milwaukee as a tech hub. The Bridge to City podcast is focused a lot on Milwaukee, highlighting people in Milwaukee change makers in Milwaukee, people doing good work. And so can you talk a little bit about your history with the city, being born here, and then what was your journey like to get to Northwestern Mutual? So originally from Milwaukee, uh, and when I was about five years old, my father decided to help start a business in the Waukesha area. So at that point in time, he moved us out to Waukesha. So I actually went to middle school and high school out in the Waukesha area. So after graduating high school, I came back and went to University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, so I'm a Panther. And then other than living in Florida for about a year, because winter can be a little bit cold here, I had to get some sun in my life, I have spent my whole life pretty much living, working, and playing in Milwaukee. The journey for me was interesting because as soon as I graduated high school, I knew I was coming back to Milwaukee. Uh, my parents did a really, really great job of making sure that we were in the city constantly. A lot of their friends live in the city, still do to this day. And it was never one of those things where we lived out there. And again, this is only 25 miles, 30 minutes away or so. So the city was always a big part of my life. And I knew I was probably more of a city person than I was a, a suburban person. So my journey to come to Northwestern Mutual was kind of interesting because it was never really on the on the agenda, or on the radar. And uh, my background is sales and marketing. Uh, I was an entrepreneur for about three and a half years. Uh, I'd spent a little bit of time in the workforce development field. And over the last couple of years, I started to get more into the tech space. And that's what opened me up to the opportunity here. And one of the things I really loved about it was this opportunity to work on things with the power and the resources of a major corporation to help grow the city that I love. So it was, uh, wasn't a direct path by any means, but I've kind of always had this uh, affinity for Milwaukee and trying to make sure it's the best it can be. So I, th- I think it's really interesting you talk- talking about going to school 
for a little bit outside of Milwaukee in the Waukesha area. We had on the podcast Bria Smith, who's this youth activist here, and she lives in the Harambe neighborhood, but she went to Franklin High School. And she had really interesting insights on Milwaukee because of the fact that she grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood, but went to a predominantly white high school in the suburbs. And it gave her this really unique perspective on like what Milwaukee is to people, how people from the outside see Milwaukee, how people from the city see Milwaukee. I'm just curious on, did you develop any interesting perspectives from attending school outside of the city, but still being connected to the city? The thing that I picked up the most is that there is this really strange disconnect between the metro area and the the heart and the city of Milwaukee. And I think that tends to be exaggerated more because oftentimes when you look at the population of the city in terms of how they look, it also actually looks different. I think it was something that I noticed more from people around me than I noticed from my family. Because as I mentioned, we really focused on trying to spend time in Milwaukee. It was just, there was never going to be anything different about that. My father did a lot of work in Milwaukee still. He traveled all over the country. So there wasn't this idea that we went to walk show, we kind of sat in this bubble and that's all we ever did sort of thing. So for me, it was normal to see us going to Milwaukee all the time, that there was never kind of this invisible border that I feel like some people have experienced in their life. But it is very real. I see that now to this day. My parents still live in the same house that they bought. They've been there for 36 years or 37 years or something like that. So I drive out there and I see them and I say, this hasn't changed a lot. In comparison to Milwaukee, I feel like even since I got out of college, I mean, the amount of things that have changed in the last 10, 15 years, it's uh, we're constantly moving. And I, again, that's the reason why I gravitate towards Milwaukee is I feel like there's a little bit more uh, change and things happening. But yeah, definitely a, a difference depending on where you are, either Milwaukee to Waukesha and vice versa. You've talked about Northwestern Mutual being a very prominent organization and also though being able to be on a team that's really innovative and bringing entrepreneurial spaces to Milwaukee. Could you talk a little bit about what your team does and what your vision for your team is? The best way to describe it is there are really four main things that we focus on when we say growing Milwaukee as a tech hub. And this is in no particular order, but one of them is talent attraction, retention, and development. So how are we a place that technology talent wants to live, work, play, and stay is kind of thing that I always say. Uh, Strong identity. mentioned before, I'm a sales and marketing guy by trade. So identity and branding is important to me. And what is the story that we're telling about Milwaukee to people not only in our own community, but also people outside of the community to ideally attract them to come and stay here. Uh, I think the third thing, and this is in some ways something that underlies everything that we do, is building a strong community. So when we're building Milwaukee as a tech hub, we're making sure that there's access, that there's equity, and that people all feel included from the north side to the south side and everything in between. So making sure that we're, we're investing in all communities to grow it as a tech hub. This is something for everyone. And the fourth, and kind of near and dear to my heart, because I'm kind of a recovering entrepreneur, is focusing on growing the strong entrepreneur ecosystem. And obviously, if we have the ability to focus on growing tech companies, that's great. But entrepreneurship, period, is critical for any region in any area. And most people are not going to go work for Fortune 100 companies. Uh, That's just not what a lot of folks do. So the ability to have multiple opportunities for people to find the resource they need to create businesses, to hire people is certainly economic development at its finest. If it is tech or it is tech adjacent, even better. But that's the main purpose of what we're doing as our organization is saying we've been here for 162 years as a company. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, It's uh, part of our ability is to use those resources to grow Milwaukee. And um, we're we're fighting hard to do so. I would love to hear some of the projects that you've been part of that you're really proud of in those success stories through that. 
been in this role now for, uh, it was a year, a couple weeks ago. So it hasn't been, been all that long. And, uh, the team has been working on this for, you know, 18, 20 months, give or take a little bit. And I think one of the things that I've been the most proud of is the ability to support different and diverse voices within the community. Uh, we've had several events that have happened over the last year and some change. And I know we'll get into one of them a little bit later, but, uh, I'll, I'll point to one that I think is kind of cool. So there's a woman named Dana Guthrie and, uh, she is over at John controls right now as a technologist by trade software engineer and she started a her kind of her own venture capital firm called alchemy this has been in existence now for a little while we hosted one of their pitch out events here at nm a couple weeks back brought a very different look to what it meant to to pitch to folks uh, we brought in very different companies and this was started and run by a woman of color here in milwaukee uh, if anybody knows anything about the tech space it is usually not dominated by women or, or people of color for that matter so it, it, in a lot of ways she brought a lot of different things to the table so it was really cool for us to be able to use our resources to support that um, we've done that a lot uh, there's a lot of things that have happened in the community that we've been supportive of uh, and we usually use our resources in three ways so i call them the three c's of corporate engagement and it's uh, convening connecting and contributing. Uh, you have things like the Brew Accelerator, for example. So that one's forthcoming, but I've gotten a chance to get to know Steve Glynn pretty well over the last couple of years. And we are hosting his Accelerator uh, kind of pitch out day towards the end of the month. Uh, we've been heavily involved in Startup Week and some of those other things that have gone on. Um, one of the things that I'm probably not as close to, but as part of the team, is some of the work that we're doing in the STEM education space in the K-12s. through uh, Two women that are responsible for leading that work have just done an amazing job. So whether it be something that I'm directly influencing or something that I've kind of been adjacent to. A fall experiment was something that we did last year. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm just kind of proud of the collective work because every single thing that we're doing on this team is really things that require all of us to be together simultaneously. So in some ways, other than a few things, I, I guess I haven't owned them personally. I've been I'm just kind of the team that's moving them forward. I would love for you to tell the listeners about I Am MKE, where that started, and then your vision for it moving forward. Hashtag I am MKE Fest. Uh, this was something that started back in December of last year. The idea behind it was pretty simple. It was, hey, there's some really amazing people doing stuff in the community. Let's get together and showcase what they're doing. Let's also support the new co-working space called No Studios. Shout out to No Studios, uh, specifically to uh, Lisa Caesar, who's over there running No Studios right now. Uh, herself, her brother, John Ridley, were responsible for creating this space. And No Studios is really focused on bringing to light the amazing artistic individuals that are in the community, specifically the arts in general, painting and different things like that, but primarily looking at film. The studio had just opened. I said, this place is amazing. It's kind of this co-working tech adjacent feel to it. I said, let's go ahead and host it there. So originally the idea was just show people the amazing people in Milwaukee, what they're doing, and then also get a chance to go and support a new place that's focusing on innovation and so on and so forth. It was a huge hit. Everybody came out and had a lot of fun and when we were talking a little bit more about it, we thought this is a real opportunity to engage the community. You, you had an extremely diverse room and extremely diverse companies that were in there. It was really startup focused and focusing on in the tech space. So we said, we've got to do this with some regularity. And I said, all right, well, it's going to be hashtag IMMKE Fest. That was kind of one of those things we, we made up. So we did IMMKE Fest 2.0 during Women's Entrepreneurship Week back in March. And because we wanted to stick with that woman-focused theme, we had five different people come speak, all women entrepreneurs and women of color. 
And we did it in those studios again, had an even bigger turnout. And it was just great because it was a safe place. It was a unique place and it allowed people to really come in there and kind of tell their story. So fast forward to the next IMMKE Fest. That is going to be on June 20th. And the focus for that one is going to be social entrepreneurship. And underneath that, if we're looking at tech for good, if we're looking at different things like that, but we're going to have eight people that are going to be coming and speaking this time. Uh, It's good to have you guys on that as well. It's going to be amazing. And this time it's, again, really saying how are we making sure that we're focusing on the positive things that are happening in the community? Um, One of the things that I've always seen about Milwaukee, which is kind of interesting, is that it doesn't matter how amazing we are at something because we're amazing at a lot of things. It's very easy to say, yeah, but... And there's a thing here, there's a thing here. And I want to be very clear that at no point in time are we trying to sweep underneath the rug the challenge that we have in this community because we have them. But we don't scream quite as loud from the hilltops about the amazing things that we have. And the core idea is hashtag IMMKE. We are all Milwaukee. doesn't matter where we come from, our backgrounds, whether we're we're from here originally or not. Uh, And I want to make sure that I'm giving a platform to people to share their wonderful and amazing stories. And ideally from that, it connects to other amazing people that are doing things and it kind of grows somewhat of a movement. So ideally we can do at least one, maybe two more before the end of this year. Want to keep using no studios because it's such an amazing place. And then maybe in 2020, this is something that other people take on and do on their own. It's certainly not something that I own by any means, but somebody had to start off doing it and I'm glad that we were able to kind of make it happen. Yeah. I think that's a really good point you bring up about the, yeah, but, and I think something that we try to do on the podcast is recognize that there are challenges, but recognize that there's some amazing people trying to tackle those challenges and there's some amazing people doing incredible things for the community and there's a lot to be proud of in milwaukee as well particularly this vision of immke everyone is part of milwaukee everyone makes it up it is open it is inclusive it's diverse and that's what really will make our city thrive so i think this is a really cool movement that you're tapping into and that you've helped create can you just give us a little bit of insight on what speakers are going to be at this next one and kind of what you're hoping they talk about or kind of the themes that you know that they uh, will be discussing? So we have a pretty wide-ranging group of people that are going to be coming. Uh, one that comes to the, the top of my head right now is IC Stars. The program has really been focused around taking individuals from oftentimes underserved or underrepresented communities, uh, skilling them up in the areas of tech and helping them get placed into sustainable higher-wage employment opportunities. So she's going to be coming and sharing a little bit more about what that program has been focusing on over the last year and a half, and then also looking at saying, how can people get involved? So uh, one of the big things that they offer and focus on is what they call high tea. So they'll have it in the afternoons where they bring people all over from the community to come in and simply sit down and literally have tea and tell their story about their lives. The idea behind it is it not only creates conversation, but ideally it creates inspiration. And for her to be able to get up there and share it with a different group of people and ideally have some people that maybe want to come to high tea, maybe there's somebody from a corporation there that's hiring for some software engineers and has an opportunity to connect with her people, that would be, that'd be amazing. And then some of the other folks that are going to be there. Q and Khalif el uh, Young Enterprising Society, the Blueprint Cultivator Program is their uh, focus on really creating entrepreneurs on the north side of Milwaukee. So they're focusing on growing advanced manufacturing, tech, and then e-commerce businesses. Uh, I heard some folks from Bridge the City podcast might be making a, an appearance as well, as that's the word on the street. So um, you guys can tell your story better than I can, but that's it. I mean, really having a very, a very diverse, not only from the way in which people look, but the backgrounds and the experiences of those individuals, because again, everybody is Milwaukee. I am MKE. And I want to be very deliberate about saying who is on the stage is not who you may see every other place that you go. No knock on those things, but 
this is going to look and feel different than most things that people go to. And we really love that. And that's really what we try to do on the podcast is how do we amplify some voices that aren't, we don't feel like are getting enough shine. Something that's really critical that I am MKE is trying to do is there is some really cool things going on in Milwaukee, but if you stick with your normal news sources, you might not hear about them. So how do we create this really cool event that is attractive? People want to go get some free drinks, hang out, and then be exposed to ideas that they didn't know. And then that starts to kind of recalculate your perception of Milwaukee as this innovative place, as this place that people want to be. It's really powerful stuff, I think. I use this example all the time, and it's that prejudice, racism, discrimination doesn't stand up to contact. And it's this idea that the more you expose people to new and different things, the harder it will be for them to hate those things. The harder it will be for me to say something negative about someone that I've never met in my entire life, and I've just seen some Twitter post or some fake news thing posted on Facebook about, right? Especially in a community like Milwaukee, we're 600,000 people, you know, 1.5 in the metro area. This is a small, big place simultaneously. So the more we're able to get the people in the room together, I believe we have the ability to solve anything that that's that's challenging us as a community, but it all starts with people. So if this is something as simple as getting different types of people in the room who may not have been sitting next to each other to have a drink, to talk about what they're doing, to eat some food, I am very, very confident that that will lead to the change that we need in this community. Before the interview, we were talking a bit about the difference between diversity and inclusion. Could you elaborate on those points a little bit? I'm going to answer this a little bit indirectly, and it's kind of the difference when people talk about diversity and inclusion. And I'll use this as I'll use this metaphor, this analogy, in the same way that I think about the difference between saying it's open to everybody and you being invited. Um, I always use this analogy of a diversity being, hey, I'm having a dinner party, and you're all invited to come to my party. Everybody shows up and they're standing in the room together. Inclusion is making sure that you all have a seat at the table to eat dinner together. Because I can invite you over to my house, but I can make you go stand in the corner. I can invite you into my home, but the group of people that are in the home other than you have all known each other for the last 25 years. And we're talking about this silly thing that we did when we were kids. And you're standing there not feeling included. So when we think about an event... And if I throw something on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is, and I say, hey, I'm having a hashtag I'm MKE Fest, everybody's welcome. Well, I'm not friends with everybody. I don't know everybody in the community. So by default, I won't be connecting with everybody that I would ultimately want to be there if they felt open. So making sure that I'm deliberate to reach out to people and say, hey, Ashley, hey, Kyle, hey, Q, hey, Leah, hey, everybody in the community, not only are you invited to this thing and I put it out there in a public space, but I want you to know that personally, I'd like you to be there. And some of the other people that are involved with, so Leah has been gracious enough to give some of her time to help get this off the ground as well. Uh, the same, so we gave the information to No Studios as well. So Lisa and, and the guy, uh, Luke over there, who helps run the, the facility, have shared it with all their members. I mean, I'm not an art guy. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't produce films. So there are a, there's a whole group of amazing creatives in this community that unless I'm connected to them, there's no way that they would know that they were invited to this. So being very deliberate about not only saying explicitly, you're all welcome, but also going out of my way to say, Ashley, you should come. Oh, by the way, feel free to share that with the 50 people that I've never met that you're friends with. I'd like them there too kind of thing. So that's, to me, that's kind of the difference between just saying, hey, everybody's welcome and saying, hey, Kyle, I really want you. Right. And I think that's critically important. I mean, I've been at events where the host is shocked that a certain group of people didn't show up. And you're like, well, did you invite them? Yeah, I put it on Facebook. It's like, I mean, are you friends with them on Facebook? Well, I don't know. It's like, yeah, then they're not going to show up. And sometimes you want to know that there is a personal invite there. And I think you've really hit on how to create something that is an inclusive environment. And so I want to 
take something you said, you were saying how you want to do maybe a couple more this year and then just kind of see where it goes. So what is your vision for how this takes off if you're not the one explicitly behind it in the future? My vision for it is that it creates a a new and a different platform for people to tell their unique stories and to do it in a manner that brings people together. I think there's so much power in having food with people, having a drink with people. I don't care if it's tea or mimosas or beer or whatever it is that you're drinking, but just getting people in a room together. There's some authenticity that comes with eating and drinking with folks. And when I think about the identity of Milwaukee, obviously we are heavily rooted in our hospitality. I mean, beer and all the things that come along with the the brew industry is something that's so critical for our city. So I would love to see anybody own things like this in the future and have little pop-up hashtag IMMKU Fest all over the city. You know, you're, you know, maybe it's happening at schools, at a Marquette, UWM, or MSOE. Uh, maybe it's happening in the creative communities. You know, maybe it's happening in the tech sectors. But that ability to say this, this hashtag IMMKE, this thing is all of us in Milwaukee and not have to have it fit into a particular bucket is what I would like to see. And just give people permission and an opportunity to try and do things differently. I mean, when we started doing this, we had, I mean, there was actually no intention of continuing this beyond December. It was just a, hey, there's some really cool people doing some great things. We had a woman in town and she was helping us do some work around growing Milwaukee as a tech hub. And she was continuing to meet these amazing people. She said, let's go ahead and do this. I said, yeah, it's an amazing idea. So the fact that we've only, this will be the third iteration of this coming up in a few weeks and people are loving it just to me says that there needs to be more opportunities to have these things and get people in the room to talk about the positive things that they're, that they're working on. So what would your advice be to someone that wants to kind of start an initiative like this or, or just start a, a movement in general who might not have like a Northwestern Mutual like power in behind them? Like what are some obstacles that you face that you could help our listeners navigate who are interested in starting some of these events? I mean, I haven't always been here. So not working at a big organization. My, my career has been interesting because it started in a you know, mid-large size company small business, entrepreneurship, big companies, big companies. So I, I've, I've gotten a chance to work in areas where there are massive amounts of resources. And I've been in areas where I bootstrap my thing with, you know, friends and, you know, we, and, and, you know, when we were doing the entrepreneurial thing with my longtime friend of mine, I mean, being able to just try to figure things out. So the guys kind of long answer to your, to your question is asking for help. I, I really am a strong believer in that inherently people are good. Uh, people can disagree with me all they want, and I'm happy to argue with them about it. But I truly believe that. And when you ask for help from people, more often than not, people are going to be there to try to help you. And I needed help too. I mean, this wasn't the type of thing where it was just about throwing money at things. It wasn't that at all. Uh, Lisa and some of the folks over at No Studios worked with me really closely to, to make things like this a success and help get those things off the ground. But asking for help, I think, is, is the first thing. I'm just simply reaching out to people because I really believe that we're looking for new things. We're looking for positive things. And there are far more people that are probably going to be there to help you than going the opposite direction. So definitely be willing to reach out and, and ask for help. And I'm a huge LinkedIn fan. You know, some people are more Twitter and I'm not, not as big a fan of Facebook anymore kind of thing, but we're connected to everybody on LinkedIn. It's really easy to say, Hey, Ashley, I, you know, I'm thinking about doing a thing and I heard you podcast. Can you come and can we do something? And again, not everybody's going to say yes to you, but you're not going to be able to even figure that out if you don't ask. So I think the biggest thing is definitely asking for help. And it's also really easy when you look at Milwaukee because you see a lot of people that are doing really positive things. You kind of get a feel again in the city that isn't that large, 
who's working on some cool things. You know, you've got things that Elmer Moore is working on and, and doing stuff over that at GM. I mean, you've got all these folks that are working on positive things. I mentioned Dana Guthrie before. I mentioned Q and Khalif. I mentioned Leah. I mean, there's a handful of people right off the bat that if you had a cool idea and you hit any of them up, even if their answer wasn't, yes, I can do that thing, they probably have someone in their network that can. So ask for help. That's a big thing. So I was going to say that Bridge City, we always leave our listeners with action steps. Um, what there, I'm sure you have some action steps in mind for listeners, what would you like to leave us with? Yeah, that's a great question. So what I do every Monday morning, and I'm starting to get a little bit better at this, is as I post on my LinkedIn profile a little bit about what's going on in the, in the coming weeks or perhaps the coming month, specifically in this, in this tech space. So one thing I would do is I would reach out to me on LinkedIn and it hit, hit me with a follow, Adam Gabernitz. Interesting uh, story for another time. There is no other Adam Gabernitz in the world. Yes, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger for people that you'd have to hit me up on LinkedIn to find out the answer to that story. But there is no other Adam Gabernitz in the world. So it's pretty easy to find me on LinkedIn. It kind of sounds like you might have murdered an, another Adam Gabernitz. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And if that were the case, I wouldn't admit it on a podcast. But no, that, that's not the case. It's an interesting story of my mother and my, my father's last name together. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting story as to why it's yeah, it's kind of kind of a cool, unique thing. So definitely uh, check me out on on. Uh, on LinkedIn, and I, I post things on there. And what I would ask people from an action item step is be willing to try something new. I would like everybody in the next 30 days to go to a thing that they normally wouldn't go to. Uh, reach out to somebody on LinkedIn that they normally wouldn't reach out to and say, hey, let's grab a coffee, a beer, a tea, water, whatever you drink. Uh, be willing to reach out to people that you wouldn't normally talk to if you're interested in things being different, if you're interested in things changing. If you're not, keep doing the same thing you're doing. But I think when I look at something like hashtag IMMKE Fest, I look at what you guys are doing with the podcast. The simple thing is, is that there are three things you can do in every situation. You can deal with it, you can leave, or you can change it. I don't want to just deal with it. I don't want to leave. So my thought process is that I want to change it. So for those of you that are out there listening right now, I would encourage you to be willing to talk to new people, to show up to a thing that you haven't attended before, like a hashtag IMMKE Fest. Uh, go to some of these different things that you haven't gone to before and just be willing to connect with new people. Uh, you will be amazed how that will improve the quality of your life and ultimately improve the quality of this city, which is what I care about the most. I, I really love that. And and I just want to give a little time for you to promote that I am MKE Fest because I know there is a max capacity. So if people go and it is at max capacity, how can they stay involved with it or, or how can they be on the lookout for future events? Yeah, absolutely. So hashtag IMMKEFest is going to be Thursday, June the 20th from 5 to 8 p.m. It will be hosted at No Studios. First hour is going to be community building, get a chance to kind of hang out, talk to people. Six to about seven-ish or so, we're going to have the different kind of lightning style talks. You know, five, seven minutes, we've got a, got a packed house. And then the last hour, hour and a half will be some more time to hang out and get to know folks. Uh, yeah, the capacity for the, so we're doing it on the upstairs and no studio. So they have this really awesome um, upstairs area that has a 365 view of the city. So it's going to be great on a, on a hopefully a warm June 20th day. But if the, I believe we're close to capacity, right? We've had over 110, 115 people RSVP already within about the first week and a half or so. If it is full, I would encourage you to hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, obviously, with an event that's free, chance are every single person that RSVPs isn't going to be able to make it. So if we're not able to get you in on this one, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Also, check out a website that we created a little while ago. It's called mketech.org. And the idea behind it is it's trying to kind of tell the story of all the cool tech things that are happening in the community. But there's also an events page on there. 
So you can pull up all sorts of different events and things that are going on in the Milwaukee community. Pulls from Eventbrite, pulls from different things. So check out mketech.org. Hit me up on LinkedIn and just go on Eventbrite, look up hashtag IMMKFest 3.0. See if it's still some spots left on there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, uh, Adam, for being on the podcast with us. I'm really glad that there's people in our community that don't just want to deal with it and they don't want to leave, but they want to work to change it. Uh, that's what we're all about. Sounds like that's really what you're all about in, in this movement you're building with IMMKE. So we really appreciate you being on the podcast. I'm looking forward to the event. So listeners, obviously, you know that Bridges City is all about action steps. And I think Adam gave us some really good action steps. But after the interview, he actually personally gave me one. And that was, dude, you got to make a LinkedIn. Yeah, Kyle's uh, behind on that. I was behind on the times and he couldn't. You didn't know what I looked like when we were trying to meet the first time. Uh, so, the, yeah, that presented a problem. But we figured it out. And I have completed my action step. I've made a LinkedIn. Pretty proud of myself there. In the spirit of talking about action, though, there's something I really loved, uh, what Adam said. And that was he said there's three ways to go about a problem. You can either deal with it, you can leave, or you can change it. And... His attitude has always been throughout his career to change it and to create more positive opportunities and outcomes in the city. I think this is something that everyone in the city can try to emulate. And it is a really just great action step that you can apply to issues in your own life. I'd encourage everyone to think about one issue that they see in their community and how can you be that person that helps change it. Whether that's put on events like hashtag IMMKE fests that bring people together and you can talk about this issue, whether that's contacting friends and getting a group uh, to go you know, tackle the issue, whether that's writing to an elected official, there's so many ways where you can be that change and that's really what Bridges City is all about. And so I really liked that framework that he presented. Yeah, and I think that's really important to have leaders and change makers in a community with that mindset. Something I also really enjoyed from before our conversation and during our conversation was the differentiation between being invited to something personally and having just an open invitation out there into the world. We were talking about that actually with some coworkers of mine and talking about creating a community that is inclusive and full of belonging and how it's really difficult to actually create something like that. And I was able to utilize Adam's words and his illustration to really hone in on this idea of the difference between the terms and the actual actions that go with it. He, he made a lot of really good points in the interview, and I think that was another one of my takeaways. And I think we can all be better at making spaces not just diverse but inclusive uh, and that's something that, again, the hashtag IMMKEFest seeks to do. Mm -hmm. We're hoping to see you all there June 20th. That's this Thursday at No Studios. Bridges City will be presenting alongside some other great presenters. As always, if you enjoyed this interview, then please leave a comment, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That really helps other people find the podcast. The end goal is that more people listen and more people take action in our community and make Milwaukee a, a more equitable place. Um, so if you haven't left a review already and you've listened to at least one second of this, then you have to. You owe it to us. And we want to thank Adam one more time for his time and his efforts here in Milwaukee. And we look forward to seeing you on Thursday. And as always, please let us know how you are helping bridge, bridge the, the city. Bridge the city. Whoa. Bridge the city. Yeah. Bridge the city. Yeah. Gotta bridge the city.